0: This program
1: is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management.
0: Now, on Talk Radio 1210,
1: WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia.
2: Saturday Night Live with Philly Lieber. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now.
1: Presented by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Stern, Giordano listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with With Philly Labor. David O., an Army veteran and former assistant DA, has been endorsed by the Philadelphia Inquirer as an energetic and impressive candidate for city council who is well-versed on important issues
2: and has fresh ideas for Philadelphia. David also has the most diverse group of supporters
1: and endorsements of any candidate in this election That's why I'm for David O, for City Council at Large. But my most important endorsement comes from you. Press 223 and vote for a better Philadelphia.
2: What happens when the past meets reality? Welcome into Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you live from the Malamut and Associates Law Studios here at Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and J Docket. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Uh, a special guest. We uh, played an audio commercial from David O. back in I think that was 2007, 2007. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's but great. some, but but if not all of it, it still rings true today. My Fred, I,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah that was 2007 yeah so um you know on our show uh you know you you talked to you know AFL uh, PA president uh, Rick Blumendale and Pat Eigen, that you know labor's not a a uh, political party and we are an equal opportunity uh platform and so uh, i'm ecstatic you know people always think we're a democratic uh, uh, entity the truth of the matter is uh, we support those who support us. And so tonight's show is going to be awesome. We're going to meet the elected officials. Um, show and, and our and our uh, our guest is uh, Councilman David O, uh, a, a, a Republican, and and just to show that we're an equal opportunity platform, uh, we're going to have a great show. Uh,
2: we're going to bring David into the conversation. We invite any of our listeners from around the Delaware Valley, if you'd like to uh, join in on the hotline at eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. David will be more than happy to talk with you. We're going to spend the full hour with him tonight on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. We. Are are presented by Weinerman Payne and Wellness. We're powered by Pond Lahaki. We're fueled by our good friends at the Senesta Hotel, where uh, we have our upcoming Labor Leader Roundtable coming up in a couple of weeks, Jay Doc uh, and we will be live uh, from the Senesta Hotel. And of course, we're driven uh, by our good friend Jim Stevenson up at Chapman Ford. Uh, Jimmy's been supporting the labor community, as you have, and everybody knows, 35 plus years now, uh, really doing a bang on job uh, oh, for the, the um, labor community here in philadelphia uh the end of nurses week J doc and i thought it was significant to just reference that that is tomorrow we of course were at
0: 1199c uh last saturday night and, and uh, by the way uh it was a great show last saturday night we talked about uh the issues of the hospital workers but also uh ecstatic to announce that uh Executive Vice President 1199C, uh, Chris Woods, uh, by a landslide, won his election as well as did his mm-hmm. slate and President Henry Nicholas as well. So congratulations, uh, you know, to the leadership at 1199C. Uh, fantastic job. And and I said to him, even though they won and there was like 2,300 votes, um, you know, there, in the ballot, 2,150 of them. Uh, they they got 2,150 of them, and I told them flat out, Joe, that Philly Labor Radio put them over the top. Yeah, no doubt about that. Listen, uh,
2: I do, before we jump into David and we start this opening segment, I did want to follow up on one thing, because I promised the listeners that we would recap what occurred on Monday uh, in Harrisburg. We yeah. talked about it at the live show uh, last Saturday night, and of course, the rally was held Monday in Harrisburg. Give me an update on that, if you yeah,
0: will. Yeah, unfortunately, it was a, a, a nice rally. What you members for union jobs in, in, in Harrisburg and unfortunately Exelon a, a announced their decision to close the, the Three Mile Island nuclear plant and so there's going to be tons of unions jobs uh, you know not not uh, moving forward and so obviously it's a sad day um, and uh, but you know we got a lot more to do and uh, there's there's a there's another nuclear plant we're, we're, we're pushing for so um, but yeah it, it for some reason You know, our voices. May have been heard, but they were ignored. Unfortunately, and and uh, but we're still in support of of those uh, workers, and we're never going to stop
2: fighting. No doubt about that. And we'll keep everybody updated, and we'll keep an eye on that story. That may not be the end of the story. Uh, perhaps there'll be a spinoff from that story. Let's get into our opening. Let's get into the guest, our special guest who is with us uh, on uh, Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Certainly no uh, stranger to uh, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, David. I sometimes feel as though uh, you have a line right into dom giordano studio <laughs> when needed uh, welcome in sir so how well, are you? well thank you
1: very much <laughs> and it's always been a pleasure for me to be on this show every now and then so yeah, thank nice, you absolutely yeah.
0: nice to have you so um david you know you've you've like like uh, joe said you've uh, been in the news a lot lately uh you've you've got a lot of important issues that that you're um involved with and uh certainly you're vocal about let's you know obviously uh with our with, with our meet our elected officials segments, we like to talk about the issues that are important. Let's 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 start at the top with you. Um, yeah, you're you're, you're uh, you've been in the news lately. We talk about the property assessments. Yes, um, that's something you've been very vocal about. Uh, in fact, you've been head to head with the mayor. Uh, yes, I have. So, yes, I have. And, and let me start with
1: this. I mean, basically, I think it is important that uh, every elected official, like sincerely and earnestly. Um, says what they think is important on behalf of the public interest. And so I, I don't have a problem with people disagreeing with me. I hope they don't have a problem with me. But whatever it is, it is my job to do my best on behalf of the uh, residents of Philadelphia. And so what I have said is that in my time in city council, uh, and especially after AVI, actual value initiative, which, w- which was required by state law, so we had to do it. Uh, and and we were told that basically there might be one or two years of adjustment, some fluctuation, you know, some bumps in the road. But three, four, five, six years later, um, there aren't bumps in the road. they are just continuous um, discrepancies, inconsistencies. Huge I've gotten my house assessed every yes. year.
0: Yeah, uh, for for three straight years, I've got and, and so um, literally a hundred thousand dollars more now one thing I hold on
2: now i want i want david to
0: three years in a row though i mean it's ridiculous
2: so i want him to continue his thought based on your input there
1: so so the problem is this that uh the the office of property assessment which is actually under the mayor's administration and under the charter there's a separation of powers council cannot assess property that is what the mayor's uh, administration does we however set the tax rate and so When uh, we look at the assessment process, they are supposed to publish the formula. So you as a homeowner, property owner can look at their formula, you know, and see if they're doing it correctly or not. They have not published that formula in detail. It is missing critical parts of it. So you can't actually use it. And so I introduced a bill which said that we could fundamentally look at the methodology that they are using to see if it is accurate or not. Uh, That was tabled without a vote, so I I didn't move forward on that bill, but uh, my bill said we could hire a third-party and an independent auditor. City Council did uh, hire an independent auditor, and that auditor determined that the methodology used by the Office of Property Assessment was inaccurate, below industry standard. Now that we have that determination, what I have said to Council and to the Mayor through a bill I introduced is that we have to reject The property assessments, they are unreliable, and therefore the taxes are unreliable. Uh, That bill moved forward, and then we had a discussion, which was published in the, uh, at least in the news, um, where I I basically have said it, it is unconscionable, it is illegal to basically throw people out of their homes through a legal process for their inability to pay a tax that we all know is incorrect.
0: And... It, it's, it's been crazy. How, I do have you to make be an, how do you make an argument for well, the well, other side? Well, I, What's I, the I argument have, against David? But here's the thing. That's I don't right. have an argument. I can tell you why. Um, I personally have been assessed over $100,000 over the limit. Now, a lot of people get those get those letters, and they don't they don't go through the appeal process. I can honestly say that they do a great job down there, that the, the Office of Tax Assessment in the appeal process. They're awesome. However, a lot of people don't go through the process, they, they misplace the mail, they don't get it, and then they find themselves over-assessed by a ridiculous amount of money. What what confuses me, and maybe David would have some insight on this, yeah. is how can they keep assessing one house, me, year after year i mean i keep coming up and i don't mean just me personally but they're reassessing the same properties over and over it's a big city how can they keep landing on you know on certain streets all the time
1: yeah so there's tremendous inconsistency and so what it means is some properties are being under so they're not paying the taxes they should but other properties are being dramatically over i'll give an example Uh, I looked at I presented uh, during the hearing two basically identical houses right next to each other on Wyoming Avenue in North Philadelphia in 19 uh, I'm sorry in 2018 the one house was assessed at 88,000 the other at 99,000 when you look at the house it looks about right to me. But in two thousand nineteen the one house went down by a thousand from eighty eight thousand to eighty seven thousand. The other house looks just like it went from ninety nine thousand to three hundred sixty four thousand right. dollars. It's ridiculous. It, it's ridiculous. And then to you know, then there's differences in land versus buildings, um, tremendous inconsistency and so so there are all types of proposals which I think are just very confusing to people. The fundamental thing is you cannot fix this problem. Some people say, well, council can lower the, the the millage rate, the tax rate. No, when we raise or lower the tax rate, it's uniform. It's a, a percent up or a percent down. We cannot change the percentage per house. And so it's not that the millage rate must change per house because that's illegal. You can't do it. It's that you have to accurately assess the properties.
2: And David, before we go to the break, we're going to get into our first break and then continue with a lot more conversation with you tonight. I'll finish up this conversation on this. What should it look like if it were done and if it were correct? What should it be? What should it be? How should
1: JDoc feel right now if it were correct? Most home owners have a pretty good idea of what their house is worth. It should be pretty close to what J. Doc believes it is, and that is going to be pretty much the basis of the sale price that he purchased it for, plus what is happening in his community and how much he really realistically believes he would get for it.
0: Now, before we go to break, Joe, real quick. Um, are they supposed to assess every house every year or in other words that seems excessive so I wanted to know I mean is that is that supposed to be that way or no well from what I understand
1: it's supposed to be an annual assessment but most jurisdictions if if not all jurisdictions do not do that and so the other thing is we have a lot of uh, positions unfilled in OPA that are not being filled and they have not introduced the mass appraisal system you know the computer and so they are kind of just appraising things i think haphazardly and and therefore i would say don't appraise the entire city at one time because you're unable to do it break it down to different sections
2: saturday night live with philly labor here on talk radio twelve ten wpht a live show tonight from down at fourth and market our special guest is david o back in a moment this whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very
1: smart. Well, the first thing I'd like to say is um, that uh, I'm not really going to talk too much about myself. I'd like to talk about Governor Rage. Uh, what, what kind of a guy that, as a former governor, secretary, of Homeland Security comes in to support a little guy like me. There's a guy who, you know, you talk about politicians forget, they don't remember, they talk out of two sides of their mouth. No way, not him
2: back here on Saturday Night Live with our special guest in studio, David. Oh, a little bit of a uh, throwback for yeah, you there, David, yeah. but uh, still holds true today, my Ab- friend. Absolutely. Uh, well done, and that's a tribute to what you do for you to be for us and for you to be able to look back in time and realize that that's still very relevant today.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. Well, well let me just say, uh, you know, I appreciate uh, Governor Tom Ridge. He likes to be called Governor Tom Ridge, although he was the first Secretary of Homeland Security. He's says his best time was as governor of Pennsylvania. And so he was so kind to come in and endorse me. You know, I'd been involved in as a volunteer kind of being engaged with his administration and uh, and actually his campaign. And and so he came in. And and let me also say that I've been blessed to have the uh, support in my past two elections of uh, governor and former mayor Ed Rendell as well and so although I'm Republican I do get endorsements from both sides and most recently as uh, as an advocate for veterans in our military uh, I got a great uh, statement from uh, former um, Under Secretary of the Army and Congressman uh, Pat Murphy All
2: right. Good stuff David O is in with us Jay Duck I'm gonna come right to you because I know you you just handed me an outline of what you still need to cover uh, in this show so let me come uh, to you um uh to continue on
0: well you mentioned veterans david talk yeah. about talk about your relationship with the veterans as as a veteran yourself um and your support for them well I, I always consider
1: myself um like someone who did the minimal you know i i got called up i was in a national guard unit uh, nothing really happened to me and so I appreciate uh, those who, you know have been in combat, those who have served. and and I uh, certainly appreciate those like myself who are at the ready, uh, ready to serve. Um, I think um, that also um, is is a measure of our society that we can enjoy our freedoms. We can, as I said, disagree and and, and nothing really bad happens to us. But we can do that because within our borders, we are safe uh, to exercise our de- democracy because of our military. And, um, you know, uh, it it is impossible for an individual to just exercise freedom by themselves. There has to be like minded uh, people to enforce the, the tenets of freedom and democracy. And the same thing is true. You cannot be a country exercising democracy all by yourself. You have to have allies. And so our military is overseas protecting us domestically when they return, when they come back. Um, it is important for us to recognize their skill, ability, dedication. And so as, as a veteran myself, I'm proud of the fact that our city has a veterans hiring tax credit. I introduced that. And so employers get $5,000 off of their business taxes uh, for three years in a row, if they've hired and maintained a veteran for, uh, for three years in a row, that's $15,000 off. Um, I have done other things in the area of veterans' health care, uh, also um, in uh, protecting our uh, veterans' memorials, uh, those type of things, and advocating uh, for veterans in general.
0: And in, we we have a lot of synergy here, especially with labor. I mean, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, Big got, supporter of veterans in the military. Uh, uh, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we, we've had uh, shows, really emotional shows that we've done. In fact, I left, just left Joey Santiago. Uh, I was at a, an affair with him just recently today, and mm. uh, he, we honored him on the show. He's a veteran um, from the uh, a show we did called the chance I, I was there i was there on that show uh, oh yeah that's right that's right that's yeah. right, right. jay doc your mind's
1: slipping
2: david david o was <laughs> no.
0: part of that a, a meaningful yeah. Uh, a very, yeah very
2: very very yeah. meaningful broadcast so and,
0: and labor ourselves with the helmets the hard ads initiatives it's a it's a big deal for us um let's 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 segue to education yes uh tell me about your your your, your position and and your and your platform on it so, very quickly, I'm a big believer in public education. I am
1: not against charter schools. I think there, unfortunately, has been a role for charter schools in our city, but we shouldn't have, in my opinion, a system of education where every school is different. We should have a uniform system of education where every child gets a good quality opportunity with up-to-date technology, arts, music, all that type of thing, good career um and vocational training as well so they could take the path um, i have done things where you know certainly the funding of schools but i have challenged our school district where does the dollars go yeah you got the money but how much of it is going into the classroom and how do we make it equitable? To me, if you think about a football team, you can't like give certain people on the football team uh, uniforms, coaching and equipment and other people not because your team won't win. And we as a city, we got to ensure that every child has equal access to an excellent education, whether they take it or not is another question. And then from there, once they graduate, where they go? So we have this fantastic institution called Community College of Philadelphia and that institution can provide a two-year degree a four-year degree workforce development um, for a very affordable price, forty-five hundred dollars. So many bright kids cannot afford college today, but we have shorted community college, and so I have a transfer ordinance in to to give it nineteen million dollars. And according to state law, we are supposed to fund community college uh... one third of its operating costs, fifty percent of its uh, uh... capital cost, and the students are not supposed to pay more than one third. Right now, they're paying fifty-five percent. Going to sixty percent community college is an answer for many of the ills from violence to uh, to uh, uh, depression to uh, unemployment, and I really think if I'm sorry to say this, but if you look at what we have shorted community college in the last twenty years, it equals three hundred twenty-six million dollars. David,
2: why is the obvious, which is what you state, so yeah.
1: hard to do? It's uh, it's it's unfortunately. Um, I would say uh, the way the system has been built, um, that uh, you know, um, there are other priorities and community college has not been there at the forefront. I want to push it forward. I think the listeners will agree. If you equip people, you know, they will be able to perform and our city's economy and opportunities will grow because of rising tide. Lifts all boats.
2: Yeah, and I don't know if this is some, If this is a trend, but uh, but I've seen a lot of uh, stories in the news re- referring to education that when a charter school has an open enrollment, there's this deluge of people trying to get into the school, and only yes. a very small number of them actually ever do.
1: Yeah, and it's it's not a good system because for the most part. You know, they come from all over the city, they have to to hit the lottery in order to get in. And then a lot of times they're not trying to get into school, they're trying to get out of another school. And so each charter school has a specialty area, and these these parents are trying to get their kids into any charter school. And they're not really interested, per se, in that uh, subject matter, but they'll take it. And so if we had uh, good competitive schools in every neighborhood, which we should – then that would not be happening.
0: What do you think about the, the, the new local school board? Um, we, will that, you, know, uh, you know, we had the SRC, obviously. Uh, you know, we, we disbanded that. Yes. And, and now we have a local school board. Do you think that makes a difference in the long haul? Uh, you know, I think it makes a difference in the short haul.
1: Um, to be honest, and and I have friends on the the new um, uh, board of education. I, I you know I was a an early advocate of ending the SRC because we were just getting in more and more debt, and um, it was kind of outside of our control. Um, and we had some courageous people who were on the school board, and uh, um, they they were part of the process of of kind of ending their own. Um, authority over the school district of Philadelphia. Uh, that being said, we're back to the system where the mayor appoints the school board members, and they are fine people. However, um, what didn't happen is we didn't work out a funding agreement with the state uh, when, when we got the, the school district back. And the other thing is we do have to come to some point where we are uh, ensuring that we have the best qualified people on the, on the school board
0: and and at the end of the day you know one of the things that you, you, joe you and i when we started i guess five five years ago when we started the program every week was about every week was about the, the schools and and what a difficult uh time they were having you know i mean we were we're you know we're selling off schools and, and it seems like every year we we need more money uh and so certainly it, it's been frustrating and, and at one point we they were talking about uh potentially ending music programs and and uh, extracurricular activities, which I think, you know, you can teach kids math and 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 English and history, and they're all really important. But you take away a lot of those uh, those uh, the, those extracurriculars. That's where the intangibles in life comes through, man. Is this is this where I don't know? If this might be a
2: touchy subject. But no. is, is this where the soda tax was supposed to come in and support? Or, no, oh, no, that's kindergarten. No. That was uh, okay. that was pre K. That was pre K. Okay.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah. No. So I mean. Uh, do you, do, you, do, you, do you see uh funding for the schools right I you know I mean I, with the state yes uh, I mean do you see it being prioritized so we can improve these schools so these kids in the neighborhoods get an equal shot at this so everybody's not diving at a charter school. No, see
1: what 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 I think is the the state when it talks about um, you know um, fair funding they're thinking about rural Pennsylvania and to be honest I mean uh, rural Pennsylvania is woefully underfunded with very little opportunities. What I do think is that when you look at Philadelphia itself, you could go neighborhood by neighborhood and find that there's no equity in the funding of schools. One school has got a lot of money, another school has got a little bit of money, and that's that's been the history of, of Philadelphia. We have to work that out. We have How to does straighten that, that out.
0: Why does that happen? How does it happen?
1: Uh, You know, it's uh, basically those that are in power make sure that their schools are well funded. Of course, the wealthier and the more influential you are, the more you more funding you get. And and of course, the less influential and and the less uh, uh, powerful you are, the less resources you get. One of the things that I think is a charter change, which I did introduce Governance uh, charter change to make things um, you know uh, transparent and to provide information to the public and to make sure that we can see that the dollars are going into each school equitably. The other thing that I would say and that I've I've kind of championed uh, is that the parking authority is um, a regulatory entity that basically produces revenues and that has been taken over by the state and the revenues are under the control of the state. It should be under the control of the city. Not necessarily that we administer on-street parking, but we at least have a contract with the parking authority as a funding mechanism.
2: Back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Our special guest for the full hour tonight, J-Doc, David O. with us in studio.
0: Yeah, we got Councilman at Large, David O. And, um, David, that uh, clip there was, uh, we're going to segue into into crime and violent crime. You were Mm -hmm. a victim of, of violent crime. Yes, uh, it was a big story. I'll never forget it I, 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 on the news on the 11 o'clock news mm-hmm. and, uh, and and, and it segues into crime. First, You know, if you will, tell us, hey, how, how did you recover from that?
1: Well, listen, I am perfectly fine, you know, completely, you know, and I appreciate everybody being concerned about me. Um, you know, it happened. I'm fine. He's fine. That's what I like to say.
0: Well, let's talk about crime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and. Uh, your platform and your and your, um, you know your 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 interest in, in, in uh, participating in 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 combating it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's very important that we uh, we be intelligent on crime and very colorblind and very fair. And and, and uh, what I mean is objective. Uh, there has to be um, a predictable, stable um, uh, um, enforcement of the law. Uh, I think right now our city and many cities are very confused, uh, trying to do many things, inconsistent things, uh, don't want to lock up people, don't want to have crime, don't want to do this, don't want to do that. So many things. And and then the catch-all is, well, the police will take care of it. Well, they can't take care of it because they're not built for that. You're expecting too much from an organization that basically is a law enforcement entity. They're trained to do that. They're not trained to do like 10 different other things. They cannot be social worker, you know. Professor, uh, interpret. That's a tough job, man. Too many things. And therefore, right now, I think the problem uh, with crime is with our government. Uh, We in government, myself included, city council, uh, the mayor, uh, and and all the advocates have not come to a common ground of what public safety is and how we're going to provide it. Well, and that would seem
2: to be just a basic
1: idea that should be understood by all yes yeah and and i'll say this like i i i nowadays cringe at the term social justice like i think <laughs> there's justice and and then there's social justice and to me it's become the thing where social justice is not justice it's justice plus a few other things that is very subjective and I think we just have to get back to justice yes smart intelligent adhere to the law and then meet it out um, you know evenly to everyone has your perspective
0: changed since you were a victim
1: Uh, No, I've always had the same perspective, and quite frankly, listen, I live in a a rough neighborhood. I grew up there since I was a child, so I'm quite familiar with uh, what goes on. And um so my 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 perspective have been shaped living in that neighborhood, living in a high crime neighborhood with a lot of violent shootings, stabbings, uh, since I was a child. So my perspectives are very well shaped about, you know, the importance of law enforcement and also how, how to be productive. And and I'm a big supporter, as you know, of our police and and, and others. Um Our criminal justice system, by the way, and I think this is the root of the problem, our criminal justice system is uh, made up of parts that work together. Um, There is vigorous defense. There is vigorous prosecution. There is a judge. There is a jury. There are social workers. Everyone has a role to do, but when the roles start confusing and starting to handle the other person's jobs or the other entity's jobs, then we have confusion, and our our, our government, our mayor, and our city council is engaged in the political perspectives of what the outcome should be and how we want them to be somewhat unrealistically, I would say. I think there's some confusion
2: too, David, and yeah. I'd be curious to see um, what you, how you think the citizens view or interpret crime in Philadelphia.
1: I think where we are right now is it's it's very subjective, and I think that's a problem. It should be objective. A a, a assault is an assault, an aggravated assault is an aggra, burglary is a burglary. Uh, but many of our citizens, and I'm not faulting them for this, they have a right to believe this, but I disagree with them. They have many considerations: who is this person? How much money did they make? What was their history? As to whether or not they want to. Uh, you know, have have them, uh, uh, you know, locked up prior to um, a, a hearing if they're risk of flight. Uh, how much sentence they should have, where they should be prosecuted or not. That's called social justice. We're going to look at all these considerations, and it's very complicated. And the problem is because it's so subjective, uh, it is meted out by people who have great confidence in, in in their own sense of justice that they like to impose upon others. I would like to go back to a system where it's much much more objective and clear so
0: that we all know what we're getting into no question i still think there's room uh for 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 uh, criminal justice reform
1: i do i do too as you know as a big proponent of reform I'm a big proponent of reforming the post-conviction relief act um i certainly want more intelligent um you know uh, uh, a criminal justice system certainly you know more sensitive and productive but where uh i feel that we are hurting ourselves is when we don't clearly lay out that regardless of who you are if you commit this crime this is the process this is the
0: punishment and but i think really that where there's some confusion also is Mm -hmm. what what is a crime? <laughs> I mean, you know, in other words, when they're they they're trying to create, say, for example, marijuana is a good example, or yeah. or, or uh, small amounts of specific types of uh, drugs, I guess I don't have the list here, but you know what is an in, I thought I think I read something the other. Day, what is an intention to distribute? What's a crime? you know something crazy i I, I think that um it, it, reform is is needed but i also think that it need you know there has it has to be defined yes in other words i yeah. you know well, can can good point can yeah. that can that happen
1: yeah it is defined actually we just don't like the definition when i say we i like it, <laughs> but not everybody likes the definition it's defined in the federal law it's defined in the state and so the city comes along and says well we're just going to ignore that one and listen i i, I understand uh, what I'm saying is it is confusing. The city cannot rewrite the uh, the state criminal laws. However, people are now moving in a direction where they want to legalize a recreational use of marijuana. That is a trend. I-, I personally am not for that trend. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. But um, that's not where I'm going like, to uh, die on that hill. But, you know, that's where people's perspectives are. It gets confusing because um, at the one hand we're saying don't smoke and we are, you know, uh, in a big crusade against smoking, but it's okay to smoke marijuana. We don't want you to drink uh, sweetened beverages, but, uh, you know, so, so where are we? In, in, in how they well, are this out, and,
0: and and I think that's obviously another another couple hundred yeah. shows. But yeah, the truth, exactly. But the truth is, um, it has to be defined, um, and certainly I think it ha- there there needs to be reform, but it has to be clarified so that our law enforcement, uh, you know, police can get out there and 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 do their job and understand what you know. But, they but they if can it, carry out the
2: laws. Yeah. One
1: pushback, if
0: it's enforcement,
2: defi- if it is defined, yes, then it needs to be enforced.
1: That- yeah yeah and we can we can certainly listen we have always and when i was in the da's office way back when in 1985 we didn't prosecute for small amounts of marijuana you know it, that wasn't something we prosecuted it usually had to come with something else like a small amount of marijuana and uh you know kind of not uh cooperating with the
0: police in reasonable things that they ask you to do under the law
1: okay now they're going to arrest you
0: yeah no doubt and 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 certainly um you know, the police are under unbelievable pressure out there and, and, and certainly. You know I, it, it drives me crazy um, nobody's perfect I don't care what job you have um, and certainly if you're a police officer and you're carrying a weapon and you know something you know goes wrong that's going to make the news and and not not and even John McNesby said you know he's uh, you know he's amazing obviously he represents the, the, the police and, he, and, and he's and he been amazing in doing so but he, he he's not a, he's not for uh, a no, crooked cop no, or some no, cop no. that intentionally yeah. does something wrong but the truth of the matter is is that most cops are, do their job and in and in, in very intense uh, situations, people who dislike cops—they get themselves in a pickle when they're in the middle of being a victim of crime. Who do you call? Okay, David, I'll give you last word on that.
1: Yeah, listen, uh, uh, we should always be vigilant, and of course, um, we. It's law enforcement, not breaking of the law. And so, yes, we should always make sure that police officers are well trained, uh, well disciplined, but they need the morale of having uh, our society behind them, understanding the tough job they do to protect all of us. We should always improve. But, you know, right now I think our, our system is very confusing and inconsistent.
2: David O is our special guest here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We'll take our final break of the very quick show here on a Saturday night. Back in a moment. Back here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, our special guest For the full hour of the show tonight, uh, David O., our final segment, J-Doc. You know it's a good show. You know it's good radio uh, when your hour goes by uh, as quickly as this hour has gone by tonight.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, David, you wanted to... uh to talk about uh, the labor supo- your, your labor support.
1: Yeah, it's a great opportunity for me to thank those uh, labor unions that have endorsed me. I appreciate them. Uh, Transport Workers, TWU, uh, Local 234, 234, Teamsters Joint Council 53, Teamsters 107 and 830, the School Police Association of Philadelphia, American Federation of Teachers, Local uh, 2026, Me, of course, District Council 33, Gasworks Employees Union, Local 686.
0: And, uh, you know, so obviously with the election coming up, it's a lot going on. Um, Let's talk about a hot button issue in the city right now, um, safe injection sites. (laughs) very controversial
1: yeah uh, listen I was uh, the first uh, Philadelphia um, elected official to to really address it in a resolution uh, to combat the heroin opioid um, crisis Uh, I did uh, community meetings I, I moved forward and then the mayor who is, you know, the the top official in our city. He really put all his attention on it and created a task force. I was part of the task force. The task force ended with a set of recommendations. It did not recommend safe injection sites. It was controversial. A lot of us didn't even know what it was, and so we simply agreed to say we need to look into it further. I have looked into it further, and I am not in favor of them. I am against them. I think they're very harmful. Uh, not only to those engaged and uh, who are addicted, but to the neighborhoods and communities and ultimately the reach of illegal drugs like heroin is very far. It hurts a lot of people. I'm sorry to say our appetite in America for drugs creates a lot of harm all over the world. Murder among them.
2: When you say you looked into it and and and, and yes. some of that research, share something from that with us. Well, so we can I, put a perspective I, there, on
1: it. There are about thirty-two studies that really support the idea of uh, safe injection sites. That really coming out of Canada, but uh, every one of those is co-authored by the person uh... who is the founder of the entity and then we look at other countries we see how it would or wouldn't work in uh... in 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 a in in a city like philadelphia and ultimately what it is if i could summarize is that um, it is a big business and um, people will be attracted to our city um, to uh... come here to use drugs to sell drugs all that type of thing the the number of people and the type of people that actually may use uh, in a safe injection site uh, would do so for, for a very limited period of time with the idea that they would be medically supervised with fentanyl and even worse artificial uh, drugs that can kill you um, with one injection that that no longer is of great value have you had a chance and we
2: can end on this mm-hmm. but have you had yeah. a chance to talk to ed rendell about it he's taken he's no, taken a voice and no lead listen
1: it. i have tremendous respect for ed rendell and i am a big ed rendell rendell fan and i disagree with the with the governor on this one i haven't had a chance to talk with him uh i, I certainly respect him greatly but i do disagree with him on this
0: yeah um certainly you talk about law enforcement and look I'm not insensitive to those that that have fallen to addiction on you know I mean just it's it's a horrible thing and uh, very painful, and and certainly I'm not uh, turning a blind eye to that. It it is confusing. I've talked to individuals who live in the neighborhoods, yes, and certainly crime has increased. Not to mention needles, and you know the drug dealers are right. are, are going to those areas because right. they notice a supply and demand situation going there, and illegal drugs are illegal, and so in other words, it's a crime to 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 to. to to, to get them number 1 I, it's confusing to me right i understand that individuals are trying to you know stop the overdosing of it and the and the deaths and it's a tragedy of epic proportions I just think there has to be another solution to the problem. Yeah, and there are
1: other solutions because we we have proven successful ways of dealing with it and prevention, which we are not really investing in right now, is one of the best ways. The other is we have medically assisted treatment and other things. We have not put that much money into addressing the heroin opioid uh, crisis because we are somewhat stuck on arguing about uh, safe injection sites.
0: I would be all for the, uh, you know, Life sentences for drug dealers that lead to death, you know, murder, whatever you got to do to to, uh, to, you know, to to up the conviction rates, the drug dealers selling, you know, those hard drugs to individuals, getting them addicted. Um, and then leading to deaths and all those things—it's a horrible thing. But um, that's a major issue. For uh, we're going to do anti-opioid shows coming up, so definitely, David, if you yeah, want to participate. Yeah, sure. Um,
2: David O is our special guest here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor, smart, tough, and honest. It says Jay Doc at the top of uh, at the top oh, of I, the, I the information that, <laughs> that, uh, that I have in front of us. <laughs> we do have four and a half, five minutes left, David. You want to define smart, tough, and honest, or do you want to? Yeah, let me ask well, well, you to define well, it. you
1: know what? It really started out not really that I was smart, tough, and honest. It really was started out like we need smart ideas. Uh, we need to be honest and frank, and and willing to be bold to make changes. Uh, and we have to. Um, we have to. Uh, uh, be transparent with the public um, and so kind of like those ideas were out there and and somebody said listen that's too much to say so just shorten it down to smart tough and honest
0: uh, the most rewarding thing about being a, 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 a an elected official helping
1: people helping people went, you know you could always put a band-aid on, a, on a, an injury but to be able to fundamentally change what is producing that harm uh, that is the most rewarding thing about being a legislator.
0: And and as we close up, you've in that direction. Uh, situation with you know uh, dhs that you know you're championing right now yeah yeah it's off for mis- change
1: yeah it's it's misunderstood a lot and 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 let me say really what it is i appreciate dhs the wonderful people there the good job they do however just like everything else we're talking about the police you have to make sure that everybody is wi- a- operating within the parameters of the law the law, the Child Protective Services law and others, is the parameter. When uh, individuals within DHS or mandated reporters do not understand what that, uh, what that definition is, and unfortunately seems like they don't, uh, they start doing things that are illegal and improper and result in harms. And the biggest harm that I've seen, which is shocking to me, it, and, and and these are you know mostly mothers, mostly moms who, by definition, are what we call not at fault parents. In other words, they've never been accused or ch- or alleged to have done anything wrong. There's nothing wrong with their home or anything. Yet the result is like they have three children that are taken out of their house temporarily placed in foster care or something and a year and a half or two years later the children are not with them and ultimately even though they did everything that the courts and DHS wanted the the, the final decision is your children are being put up for permanent legal custody it, it is mind-boggling to me that this can happen
0: in America not to mention some of the, some of the foster homes uh, that you know, they're not yeah. screened completely for abuse. There, there are abuse going on, but every pediatric organization
1: says that merely taking away children even on a temporary basis from their parents causes and can cause traumatic injuries to that child and national experts say philadelphia is an outlier we have the highest rate of removing children from families than any uh, large city in america three times higher than new york city four times higher than chicago Now, what about
0: kids that are being abused by their parents yes now,
1: yes if the children are being abused take them yes you you must save the children the problem is, however, when the children are not being abused, they're not being neglected, the children want to go home. Uh, they are now being abused. They are now being neglected. They are now running away. And, you know, uh, the, the, the uh, mothers and grandmothers and others have come to City Hall, come to their elected officials, and uh, they are asking us for help. And I am trying to open that door to try to help him
2: And with one minute left in our show tonight, David, I want to get you to um, reflect and answer quickly. We played a, a couple of audio clips about what it used to be like years ago mm. um, in this chair. You were in this chair a little bit younger. Uh, now here you are in 2019. Uh, what is different today?
1: Today, I know a lot more. Um, I was very aspirational, like most new candidates. I I mean, I I knew I didn't know a lot. I I tried to to go in an area where I thought I could be helpful to the city, especially in uh, international trade and commerce, things like that. What I didn't know is how things actually don't work. Um, And uh, that is what I have learned, and that is what I hope to continue to use to help our city, the real experience of how to get things done.
0: So... Uh, before we go, I want to wish, and, and David, I know you wanted to wish all the mothers out there a happy Mother's oh, Day. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah thank a great you. Way. Happy it's Mother's a, Day, it's everybody. It's yeah. the show. Can't yeah, forget fantastic. The, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All the mothers of labor, all the mothers listening out there, thanks so much. We appreciate everything you do every day.
2: Yeah, Special thanks to David O. He'll be right back here on Monday morning with Dom Giordano. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, David O. Uh, that's going to do it for Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor right here on Talk Radio 1210 WP. WPH2, WPHT, for J-Doc, for David O., for Glenn. I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.